As Christian preachers, when sometimes we have to preach on the cross and on suffering, um, the way we frame the homily, we may run into two possible risks. One risk may be minimizing suffering in a way that we we just wave it off like it is not real. Yet we know that when the rubber meets the road, it's one thing to talk about cross and suffering in an abstract sense. But when a person is right there in the thick of suffering, um, sometimes um, it's tough. And so one risk we can run when we frame our homily about the cross and suffering is to create that impression as if faith is something that makes us superheroes. And so once you believe, you shouldn't cry. That might not be what exactly Christ is trying to get to in the readings today. The fact remains that for those who are going through difficulty, who are carrying certain crosses, it can be hard. It can be tough. The cross that we carry, the cross you carry in your individual life sometimes is real. The pain can be real. The anxiety can be real. The agony can be real. The frustration can be real. And so we cannot minimize that pain by simply assuming some kind of stoic mentality. Create, minimize your suffering and say, well, once you have that stoic mindset, you shouldn't worry. That's not really the Christian attitude that Jesus is pulling us toward this evening about cross and about suffering. I remember a couple, several years ago, I went to visit a woman who lost, um, I think there were three of them, her three kids in a terrible accident, all in one accident. And so when I got to their house, she was just, she was just a mess. She was just crying. And I sat there, I was searching for the, the right word to say. I couldn't find anything. I said to myself, should I say they are in a better place? I said, no, yeah, they are in a good place. They are in, but these, these three kids, she knows, yes, they are up there and they are in a better place, but she's in agony. She's in pain. She's grieving. She's mourning. So what do I say? Oh, don't worry, that's your cross. Don't, don't cry. The pain is real. And I will not be fair to her to minimize the reality of that pain. And so all I could do was just sit there and pray silently. Say nothing. Her pain is her faith. Her tears is her, is her faith. And the way the power of the Spirit works, even in that pain, she will see the hand of God. And that's precisely, as we're going to see shortly, what Jesus is trying to invite us toward. 
And so I do not intend in our reflection tonight to minimize the pain that anybody is going through tonight. On the other hand, we can frame a homily on the cross in a way that um, totally rejects the cross and the suffering of, of every one of us as Christians and create that sense of prosperity gospel that if you love Jesus, amen, wave your hand. you got to be a billionaire. You will never have pain. That is exactly not what Jesus is saying. And so creating some kind of prosperity gospel where the cross becomes something that is an anathema is also not a good frame for us as Christian preachers. So then what is the healthiest frame? How do we look at what Jesus is inviting us towards tonight? It's about having that balance of recognizing our humanity, that there are times we may cry. There may be times your health is not as it used to be. There are times your family relationships will bring you a lot of pain and heartbreak. And yes, you are human. But what is important how do you see your suffering? How do you reconceive your suffering as a Christian? That's the heart of our message tonight. Peter, in our gospel, was almost leaning on the other frame where suffering should be an anathema. Pain should be something we should not ever want because if we love God and we do all the right things, there's no reason why God will let you go through this sickness or go through this issue or go through the, the, other, the other one. And so Peter goes to Jesus and says, look, the kind of gospel you're trying to present is unattractive. It's not going to fly. Please, can you reconsider what you're saying? Because how do you tell us that we have left everything and followed you and you're talking about passion, dying, being killed? Please count me out. I don't want it. We don't like it. And Jesus looks at him and said, Peter, stop. Stop. And now he goes on to invite all of us that for us to become true disciples, we must be ready to take up our crosses and follow him. We must be ready to accept our pain and our suffering and re-envision that pain in the light of the passion of Christ. And so the first thing Jesus reminds us in the gospel tonight is about sacrifice and acceptance. For all of us as Christians, 
Suffering is about offering it back to God and accepting it as God's will. And Jesus gives us a perfect example of how to do that. The night before his passion, in the garden of Gethsemane, the scripture tells us that he was almost in a panic mood. And that's because he's human. And so he goes down on his knees and he prays. And he says, Lord, take this cup away from me. Take this agony away from me. But not as I will, but according to your will. And that is the Christian attitude to pain, to suffering, and to the cross. A sacrificial attitude to all the issues that we have to deal with in our personal lives. And this is what I want, Lord. But let it be according to your will and not mine. And you know what? The will of God is good. The will of God is perfect. And so the storm might, might exist for now. But there's always sunshine at the end of the sun, at the end of the storm. And so the invitation of carrying our crosses and following Jesus is an invitation to a sacrificial relationship with God. Regardless of what that struggle is in your life, turn it back to God. Accept it. Just like Jesus accepted his passion. Yet be faithful that the will of God in your life is good. And just like St. Paul we say, for those who love God, all things work together unto good. That's how we are invited tonight to look at our pain and look at our suffering and look at our crosses. In the first reading, Jeremiah offers us another suggestion. And Jeremiah says that one way we can also look at our suffering or the crosses we carry is to look at the quality of our relationship with God. Recognizing that there is nothing that compares to the quality of relationship we have with God. And that's why in that first reading, Jeremiah was complaining that God has duped him, that God has deceived him. God promised him something pleasurable. God promised him luxury. And he says he wasn't going to do it anymore. But he said there was something burning in his heart. There was fire burning in his heart. Because he had a relationship with God. And I think that is a very interesting attitude to suffering. That yes, there might be times things are tough. Things are rough. But the quality of your relationship with Christ Jesus, the fire of love that is burning in your heart for God and for Christ, that's what helps us put suffering in a new perspective. 
And I think that's something we have to hold firmly tonight. Our relationship with God has to be very deep. That we love God with all our heart, with all our might, and with all our souls. And finally, in the second reading, Paul offers us yet another suggestion. And that is that of holiness. It's not enough that we have a deep relationship with God, but that all our life is set in holiness. And when we are holy, and when our bodies are kept for the Lord, there is no cross that will not have a crown. There will be no death that would not have an afterlife. There will be no pain that will not have a gain. So long as we remember these three things, number one, as Jesus invites us, sacrificial attitude towards suffering. Number two, have a deep relationship with God. And finally, live a holy life, and God would certainly take care of you and take care of everything. Amen.